Hey, welcome back to the Protectors Podcast. I am your host, Jason Piccolo, and I have two very great guests today. Both are Navy, ex-Navy, I should say, uh, but awesome authors, best-selling authors, in my opinion. Brian Andrews and Jeffrey Wilson. How's it going, guys? It's going great, man, but I will tell you, we prefer former Navy to ex-Navy. It sounds like we did something. We got in trouble. Oh, it's almost like the Marines. I, I, for, I forgot. Okay, no, no, it's not former that, it's not Navy. once a Marine, always a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> so yes i well and you're both officers too so and you both had kind of a, a interesting backgrounds we'll get into that a little bit later on but now you are partners in crime how's it going guys fantastic good to be with you jason yeah thanks for having us on the podcast yeah we've been trying to set this up for a while and now you have red specter coming out and it's like hey perfect time to have it yeah good time for us for sure <laughs> yeah exactly and I started the tier one series, the audio, and uh, I love it. So oh, I'm, and I'm, I'm still in book one because I have like 10 million books I'm doing, but I really love the series. Well, thanks That's a lot. And uh, we're so glad you're starting on the audio too, because, um, you know, when we started this whole adventure, Jeff and I saw that, you know, hey, you know, audio books are really catching on and you know it's it's a great way to pass the time when you're commuting or or traveling you know uh and uh, we have this fantastic voice actor named roy ray porter who is uh reading the series he's read all five books and uh he just does a phenomenal job you know ray is you know what i gotta jump in here ray is incredible because he he does a lot of the books i listen to and you know i'm a you know commuting and everything else that's the only time i really have to actually get books into me all right yeah i was just saying that uh, we we know that there's a lot of people that are listening to our books just because they want to hear ray read that it's not us he could be reading the phone book and it'd be fascinating that guy's amazing now he's a he's a definite pro and that's for sure it, and that's the thing about audiobooks if you don't have the right people reading it, it the story just doesn't come across yeah we were very very lucky it, it, you know, and most people think that, you know, we're turning over to him, um, you know, pages and pages of notes and, and things for him to study to get it right. Um, and I, I kid you not, this guy, he reads the book and he, he knows the characters. It's like he's inside our heads and he gets all the nuance and sarcasm and humor and he says all the acronyms correctly. He talks like an operator he talks like somebody that's been there, done that. And um, it's that sort of authenticity, especially for people that have served like all of us. You know, if, if he's saying things wrong, you're going to turn the book off. You're going to be like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And so we're really putting our, you know, it's our credibility is on, on the line, uh, you know, when you hand the book over to somebody to read. Yeah, and he really he he does get those nuances in there big time, especially the military jargon. There's no there's no missing it, which is great. Yeah, he's he's pretty talented guy for sure. Now you buy you guys both have like diverse military backgrounds. Is that where you met each other? 
Uh, actually, interestingly, no. We met each other as writers. Um, <clears throat> Brian is a is a submariner, as you know, a submarine officer on 688 class boats. And I did a few different things in the military. By the time I left, I was a combat surgeon in special warfare. But uh, we were debut authors the same year and uh, at International Thriller Writers Thriller Fest. And uh, we just, you know, military guys, you, you get this, Jason, guys that have served, whether it's LEO or military, you sort of gravitate to one another. And right now we're in a, we're in a period where there's a lot of talented former military and law enforcement that are in thriller fiction. So we tend to gravitate towards one another at these conferences. And it was my first one ever. And I, I, Brian was one of the guys I was sitting in my hotel room with Wendy looking through the book, trying to find the military guys so I could have someone to talk to. And uh, <laughs> he was one of the guys I sort of remembered his picture and I remembered his name and we saw him. He's a submariner. So naturally we saw him sitting all by himself, lonely, you know, um, with food stuck <laughs> on his shirt or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, that poor guy. Let's go talk to him. So. But yeah, anyway. as as a submariner, I'm socially inept, and I was I think was I wearing my coveralls to that cocktail? <laughs> yeah, with the, the coveralls with the with the khaki belt. That's right. Yeah, with the khaki oh, belt, and they like in my boots, and you know, like he said, like I had food on my face and stuff. It, you know, thank God for Jeff because if it wasn't for him, I don't think uh, anybody else would have ever talked to me, right, Jeff? But yeah, that's right. We, but we met up there. We had a drink together. Our, you know, we we're both married. We we're both family-oriented guys, Navy guys. Had, our daughters are the same age, and they've become friends. And we just hit it off and become friend, became friends there um, as solo authors. And it was later that we decided we might want to try to collaborate. So yeah, in international thriller writers, I tell you, any writers out there listening to this, Thriller Fest, that's, that's where your career can begin, I'll tell you. I uh, met my agent there. I met Brian there. Uh, the network of friends and colleagues that we've developed at Thriller Fest every year. It's incredible. And I owe uh, both of us, I think, owe most of our career to that. But that's where we met and that's where we became friends. And then the writing came later. And, you know, that's I never knew about these fests. We were talking about that right before we started the conversation recording today. I, there are tons of like excellent authors out there and they all go to these fests and to me like you know i was a comic nerd growing up so comic con came out and stuff like those i go to those and then i started hearing about all these other different fests so i'm like oh it's very intriguing and now learning that if you're an author that really is the place to go to either one network two get an agent and three query it's really cool yeah, yeah. i think uh thrill what's interesting about thriller fest is it was just formed um, you know, what was it, Jeff, like, uh, 15 years ago or something like that? Yeah, 15 or less. I mean, it's, it's yeah. relatively new for how enormous it is. That's it, sure. it, yeah. It, it started with just literally like five or six, um, authors sitting around at another conference saying, you know what, we don't get enough out of these other conferences. Um, I think there's more we can do. And they really started with this sort of fraternal, um, benevolent really charter of hey you know what we we've grown our careers we've become these a-list authors really by the help of other authors who've given us endorsements help us connect mm -hmm. what can we do to pay this forward and so you know itw sort of born with a camp you know around the campfire chatting and, and the next thing you know now i don't know how many people they've got jeff but it has to be in the tens of thousands of members, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I don't know what the membership is, but the attendance at the conference is 
you know, enormous, both writers and readers. You know, you were, we were talking earlier, Jason, about Boutrecon, which mm-hmm. is just wrapped up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's the other, I would say of the two in our genre, of, of all the conferences in our genre, those are the two enormous ones. But the difference between them is Boutrecon is a little bit more reader-centric. And I think, I find that Thriller Fest is a little more writer-centric. And while there's plenty of readers and opportunities to engage with your readers, you really catch up with your fellow writers and compare notes and build friendships and find out ways to lift each other up and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't know about it. And, you know, the first time I went was a few months after I'd even heard of the organization. So like you, I didn't know that there were conferences for this kind of stuff. I mean, I knew there was, you know, the writer conferences where you learn how to be a writer, but not the networking stuff, but it's, it's a good time. I mean, there's all the, all the business side of it and the networking and meeting readers and fellow writers, but it's also just a good time because writing, as you know, Jason, as a, as an author yourself, it's kind of a lonely business. Mm -hmm. Um, not, Not for Brian and I, because we're children and it takes two of us to write one book. So we have each other. (laughs) But you know, before I started writing with Brian, I'd had several books out and it's a really lonely business. And having the opportunity to talk to other writers, you talk to your wife or your friends about it. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're right. Or whatever. They don't, you know, what are they, what are you going to talk about? But when you engage with other writers, it's just a great time. So there's lots of cocktail parties and grabbing (laughs) dinner with friends. It's awesome. Well, one thing too is you bring up the networking part. And, you know, I've, I've been noticing since I started the podcast that there is plenty to go around. You know, there's the networking, other authors lifting you up, other podcasters lifting me up. Just in general, there's a, the cutthroat is kind of out of it. I'm sure it's out there, but it's just a decent community now. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, a, there's exceptions to everything, but I think, I think you're right. I think it's definitely moving in that direction. I can tell you, for me and Brian, we recognized long ago, it's not a competition. Like we write thriller novels. We put a couple out a year. The average reader in our genre is not going to only read one book. It's not like no. if, they, if they read, you know, Jack Carr's book or they read Tony's book or whatever, that they won't be able to read ours. And so you're not really competing with anybody by lifting one another up. You're not giving yourself a disadvantage. You're, you're growing the genre. You're growing the the type of books that you write. And then people are even more interested in reading your stuff. So I think you're right. And I've seen that in podcasts too. You're right. There's a lot of guys that are, you know, promoting one another instead of trying to, you know, compete with one another. And that's healthy. I think that's a good one. The point is, you know, your book, you know, Ray reads it, um, reads it out loud. Audio book is like what, nine, 10, 11 hours. After that, I'm ready to move on. I need another book. Right. And just like podcasts, you know, after that, my 25, 35 minutes over, Hey, you know what? Someone can go on to the Rogans, the, uh, the Mike Ritland, you know, doc Simpsons. There's all sorts of good shows out there. People need content now. It's like this 24 seven stream of content. So it's always, you know, helping each other out and producing. So it's, it's awesome brothers. And we, we've noticed too, that the, uh, sort of the, the, the good guys run in packs too, right? So once, mm-hmm. once you start to realize, okay, like, you know, these are the folks that are paying it forward and doing, you know, helping, you know, st- sticking their arm down to pull you up when, you know, to help you get up to the next le- level and climb the mountain. And you, you figure out who those folks are pretty quick. And once you're a member of that, you know, that group, because they trust you, they see that you're willing to do the same for other authors and for them, um, then it really is sort of this, uh, you know, this brotherhood. 
And it, it's, you know, we, we use that term brotherhood in the military and Jeff and I talk about time. We're, we're very comfortable dealing with other veterans because, you know, in the veteran community, there's a certain level of integrity that we all sort of expect and, and maybe even take for granted that it's there because, you know, that's just the environment that we were, you know, inculcated in and, and where we thrive. And, and when you see that happening in another community, once you leave the military, that's a little scary sometimes, you know, you, I, I trust mm-hmm. these guys, I trust my veteran brothers, but you know, now I'm in this other industry, who can I trust? And, you know, it kind of goes back to Jeff's original story, how we met. And maybe one of the reasons we've been so successful, which is, um, you know, as a not not necessarily, I mean, uh, professionally, I just mean as a writing partnership, we've been successful because there's a there's a lot of trust there. And, um, you know, we never really worry about um, that aspect of, you know, of, of our of our business relationship. Well, I'd like how you bring up the content, too. You know, with the, what I've noticed, and I, I love reading um, people with like an expertise in their background when they write, because you could tell right off the bat. And that's what I'm getting off of tier one. Once I go through the whole series, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing, especially when I get up the red spectrum, but you know what you're talking about. You know, the acronyms, you know, the tactics, you know, you know, the real deal. You're not like, it's not like pulling a hammer back on a clock, you know, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah you know, yeah, we, have to, we have to do that jason because we still got we still got buddies out there they're going to call us on it i don't want those phone calls my god that's horrible well that's you absolutely and it, you know post 9 11 there's real experience you know my first military uh clip was in the 90s so the cold war was still going strong and then my second tour was uh iraq in 0506 and it's a different military. So people in people, there's so many hundreds of thousands of veterans out there. They know the real deal. And that's the audience, you know? Yeah. It's funny. You were, we were talking about the brotherhood of podcasters and writers, and this might sound like biased and I guess it is, but I have been amazed at how uh, many of the people that really are willing to partner and be teams and, you know, lift each other up have a military or law enforcement background. And it might be, I might be wrong there. I might be biased. And we certainly have tons of close intimate friends in the writing community who have not served, but boy, the number of people that have served that are willing to help a brother out and help a sister out. It's a, it's amazing. And it makes you proud uh, of the military of this generation of military over the last 20 years. Um, how, how we lift one another up and, and partner with each other. It's really impressive. One, yes. one of the things that we've tried to do in the series too, and you'll you'll notice this, Jason, as you work your way through the book, is, you know, Jeff and I are both Navy, so it's obviously that's where we sort of focus the series. But that doesn't mean that we're doing that to, to the exclusion of uh, the other branches and 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 uh, parts of the intelligence community. So you'll see that we feature these characters, you know, FBI, HRT, and Army, and Marines, and Air Force, and uh, SOAR units, and and PJs and, and, you know, all these characters find a place in these stories. And um, that's been really fun for us to incorporate our brothers and sisters who serve in all the different communities and, and, and also in the intelligence community into these stories. And, um, you know, it's nice too, to hear back from, you know, when we read our reviews, um, you know, a lot of times people will put, you know, I served here, I served there. I'm a, I'm a Marine. I'm a, Army, I'm Air Force, you know, and, and, and when you hear that 
that compliment, Hey, these guys got it right. Um, you know, that, that just shows that we're, we're not just appealing to Navy guys. We're appealing across the entire uh, community. Now to get it right, what kind of research are you guys doing? So that's a, that's a good question because it, it it's highly variable. It depends on what we're doing. Obviously, you know, we write uh, as you go through the series, by the way, you'll enjoy the uh, cross border incursion that we do in war shadows. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you think about the little plot line we wrote there starting in central moving up through uh, Mexico and across the border. But anyway, um, it really depends on what we're writing. You know, when we've got some, some uh, scenes that are set in Iraq in a helicopter with a crash and, you know, jihadists approaching you, it doesn't require that much research. You know, we've been there, done that, and we can, we can write that with authority. I think that the stuff that we spend the most time really trying to research to get right is some of the contemporary geopolitics because you don't want to, you don't want to get that stuff wrong. And we're not, we're not writing political thrillers. Ours are our military covert operations, action thrillers. But if that backdrop isn't resonating as realistic, then it's painful. But having two writers gives you a huge advantage. You know, I have friends, both of us do have friends that are writers that spend months before they start writing, doing a ton of research. But by combining our, our shared experience with the fact that we co-write, we can cut that in half. So we tend to do research, I don't, it sounds uh, a little laser, sort of on the fly because he's writing and I'm writing simultaneously. So I'm researching and he's researching, we're sharing stuff. It's not really very onerous to, to get the research right. Uh, a lot of it is geography and geopolitics and it doesn't take much time. Now, are you guys living close to each other or are you, you cross country? Oh, thank God we're cross country. Not, <laughs> not, not because not because we don't enjoy each other's company, but because we've become such good friends. I mean, truly, I consider Brian to be a brother. If we were in the same town, we'd get nothing done. Like right now, we're able to get a book done in like, you know, three or four months. And if we lived in the same town, we'd put a book out like once every other year. We'd have a great time, but I don't think we'd get much work and I'd be broke because I'd spend all my money going out to lunch with Jeff. Oh my gosh, I could only imagine. I'm just, I'm, you know, the logistics and all the other stuff. I'm really just kind of intrigued at how you guys do everything. Is because I use Scrivener. I don't know what, if you guys are using the old-fashioned Word or, or what kind of programs you're using, but how you're sharing docs and how you're setting a story tone and all that. It's, it's I really mean, cool. It's, it's pretty simple. Jeff picks all the nouns. <laughs> I and we just put them together and there you go i write all the i write all the books and he picks the cover that's how, and i thought that's what didn't you say we could say that this time you said it was, it was my turn i thought you keep taking that that, that line and i never so, get to use it why, why is that jeff you know it's funny jason we we've been on a couple of panels now with other co-author teams and what's interesting about the co-author space you know it's kind of a niche and there's not a lot of people doing it um but if you get five groups of co-authors in a room together, you won't get two of them that do it the same way. And I think that's probably the right way. That's the way it should be because every relationship is different. Personalities are different. Um, so we can really not give anyone a secret sauce for how it works, but I can tell you how we do it. And that is that a, we're best friends. We have this shared vision uh, from both a business and an art side that makes it work. Um, but also we're a little immature. So it's just like, a game. it's like a game to us. It's like, have you ever seen two 10 year olds out back, like with their sticks, pretending they're rifles and playing army? 
that's sort of how we write a book. Like it's, we spend a lot of time on the phone going, oh, dude, what if this happened? No, 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 no. You don't need that. What if this happened? And so there's a lot of that kind of brainstorming stuff. And then when it comes to the point of actually sitting down and putting the words on the page, um, we're able to sort of divide and conquer. We're able to um, split it up. And this sounds weird to some other co-authors, but we write in parallel. So he might be writing chapter one, two, five, and seven, and I'm writing all the other chapters in between. And we write two or three chapters once we've sort of briefed what we're doing. And then we swap them huh. and we rewrite so that it has sort of that shared voice. And, you know, I can put, you know, he can overcome my weaknesses and I can put some of my strengths in his prose. And then by the end, it goes in a master file as we go along and we read the whole thing and edit it together. And it's, it's a fun way to do it. For one thing, it becomes less tedious. There's never any writer's block because if I'm stuck, I call Brian and he's like, dude, just do this. And it's all squared away. But the big thing is it's efficient. I mean, we are able to put out a rough draft of a 450 page novel in a three and a half months. Wow. So it's, it's a, it's a system that works for us. And my guess is someone else tried it. It would be a colossal failure because every time we share it, people are like, the other authors are like, well, I would never work. It's like, well, yeah, and, and you know, a lot of times what you see, um, and it's just how this industry works, you know, with branding and the like, but if you'll see a collaboration, it'll be a big name and they're working with somebody else. It might be a 90-10 sort of thing where, you know, mm -hmm. the bigger name is is there for, okay, I'm going to provide some guidance as to how this thing is going. But, you know, the, uh, the lesser name is really there to, uh, you know, write the majority of the book and and uh, ours is not like that. I mean, it, it is a true partnership and it's 50-50 as we go through. And like Jeff said, we augment each other's strengths and weaknesses, but we're each writing different characters and, and point of view. And, and by the time we're done with the manuscript, we've, been, we've made so many passes on the book that you have this nice, clean voice, uh, what we call the third voice or some, you know, some reviewers have called it like, a, it's like you guys have a a voice that only exists when you guys write together. I can't pick out who wrote this chapter and who wrote that one. And, and uh, that, that's something we're proud of and makes us smile because uh, sometimes we can't remember, you know, we're listening to Ray read the book and think that's a great line. I, I don't remember how, who wrote that, but it's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> right. It's more fun too, honestly. I mean, I, I feel sad for the people that don't write in a true collaboration because they're cheating themselves out of a lot of fun, you know, as a, as a parent, You've got, you know, I don't have uh, Brian, Brian, this is Brian's analogy. He likes to say, you know, it's not like Wendy's got those two kids and I have these two kids. It's like they're our kids and we raise them together and we're proud of them together. And the way we write books, we're able to have that, that feeling like we, we as a team create this, this world and then we create this story and we can both take pride in it because we really worked hand in hand as a military team, you know, using that team concept that we learned in the service, um, we're able to, to take joint pride in it. It makes it a lot more fun, I think. I can't imagine being on either side of the 90-10. I don't want to be the guy that's just bossing the other guy around. That's yeah. not fun. And I sure as hell don't want to be the guy that's just doing what he's told. Like, that's not fun either. So I think we have a lot more fun doing it our way. Well, you know, the, the writing process, I love it. I love writing. I wish I could just do it all day long. And I'm doing the same thing. I, like, I'm, after I'm done with my next nonfiction book, I want to get into the thriller series. 
And that's why I love talking to authors. That's why I love talking to you about your books because uh, you know, your books don't just focus on one general area. Like, Hey, you know what? They're SF guys are going to meet the middle East. I mean, your books are all over the globe and now you're, you're dealing with Russians. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's Russians, Russia, 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 right? Yeah. It's real world too. Right. I mean, the, the reality is we, we were able to sort of settle in for a decade and focus on jihadists, but that was naive. Like the rest of the world, there's other evil out there and it just kept doing its thing. And so now over this last five years, you've seen that come to fruition. You've seen a, a uh, we've matured in our ability to operate in the Middle East against jihadi terrorists, but we've really degraded our global ability to meet diverse threats. And you're seeing our military and our intelligence community rapidly catching up with that mistake. And so we're trying to reflect that in our books. And we're not the only ones doing it. I think there's a, there's a trend in that direction. That and, you know, reader fatigue of reading one more, you know, yeah. book. But um, that's the reality. Look at Russia. Look at Russia as the rising threat. Look at what's going on in China. Look at North Korea. I mean, you're boring if you can't develop a task force that can address all those things because in the real world that's what they got to do right they got to be available for each and every threat so it makes it and it makes it more fun as a writer who wants to write the same story set in a different town over and over and over again well you know one thing about your series it's a series and i hate getting into a book there was an, a guy who was a an hrt fbi hrt guy i think he wrote two books i really got into the series and then there was no more but you already have, this is your fifth book under the series. So it's like, I know when, when I'm done with tier one, I can go on War Shadows, Crusader One, American Operator, then the Red Spectre. It might take we'll me keep, a little time. We'll keep you going, Jason. We, yes. By the time you get through <laughs> book, book six, we'll have three more for you. And uh, we're, I'll tell you one thing that a little off topic we're super excited about that we've been bringing up lately is we just signed a new deal uh, with Blackstone for a spinoff series. Um, so we've just signed a three book deal with Blackstone for a series called Sons of War. And so now we're going to be able to feed our readers a whole nother thing. You know, as, as you read, I won't spoil anything for you, Jason, but as you read the tier one series, you have this evolution of these tier one seals and they're wiped out and you have this one tier one seal that enters this whole new fish out of water world. Um, but in that world over our series, because we do try to write a evolving series where people change and characters change and relationships grow. He is slowly moving away from that door kicking, you know, Navy SEAL that he was into a real black ops covert operator. Well, that's awesome and it's fun for us, but there's a hunger out there for where we started. We get a lot of people mm -hmm. that uh, email us about this character that you'll meet in a couple of books. Actually, you'll meet him in the next book, War Shadows. His name is uh, Keith Redman. Uh, Chunk is his is his nickname, and he's uh, running some white side seals that augment the Ember team in in several books. But we are so excited to be able to announce that we've signed a deal for a spinoff series focusing just on these guys. So the Tier One Seal unit is going to be spun back up with now Lieutenant Commander Redman at the helm of one of the squadrons, and a lot of these seals that we've been getting fan mail about uh, are going to be back, and they're going to be featured in this new series. As a writer, it's so much fun to be able to do both, uh, but hopefully it's going to be uh, fun for the readers as well. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I mean, <laughs> I'm hooked already on the Tier 1 series. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, 
but you know, I'm stuck because I get, I have like different genres. I have um, like the Michael Connolly books. Cause I'm still like, I have like that, that both worlds, the LEO world and the military world. Yeah. So I love that. And uh, I'm jumping back and forth, jumping back and forth. Who am I going to listen to on this commute? And then, <laughs> you know, and I'm all caught up on most of my other books. I mean, <laughs> just, I love it, man. I got like book stash. My wife's like, you need a really big bookshelf now. <laughs> Today I got three more books in the mail. Oh uh, no. Like from AJ Tata and a bunch of other ones. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, so his book just came out, right? It wasn't yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one, man. That's a that's I think it's his best book. Tony's a great guy and I think that's his best book yet. They've all been good, but that's the best one. Yeah, I think I'm going to have him on the show soon too. I've been talking to his publicist, so I'm looking forward to that interview. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a fun interview too, but he's also a really good guy. Great that's writer. Awesome. Such a good community, man. I I, really, I really, really dig it, you know. Well, gentlemen, you have Red Spectre coming out. Um, it's it's out already, or is it coming out tomorrow? Yeah, it tomorrow. comes out tomorrow. Okay, because you know, I'm, thank you to your publicist and everybody. I get the advanced copies. I never know when the books are coming out anymore. So I'm very excited for you guys. Uh, it's it's awesome. What's this? The uh, the week of the book comes out. When the week my book came out, I was so excited. And my having my my name on a book was probably the most exciting thing I've ever seen. So, it's cool every time, isn't it? It never It really is a great feeling. Now, are there any organizations or anything you want to give a shout out to? I uh, like any um, like charities or or anybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, we got a few, but I'll tell you the one that that uh, we support a lot and that I'm most passionate about is Seal Legacy Foundation. Uh, Navy Seal Foundation is great too, but I have a particular place in my heart for Seal Legacy, uh, just because of the Master Chief I worked with um, when I was on active duty is on the board of directors, but seal legacy foundation, you can find them at seal legacy, uh, org. Uh, check them out. They do amazing work. And it's one of those charities that is still small enough that like 95 cents on your dollar is really going to the people that need it. The widows, the children that are left behind when these operators make the ultimate sacrifice, they do amazing things with, um, scholarships but they have one thing that's unique that i've never seen anywhere else and there's the, it's sort of this i don't remember what they call it but it's almost like you adopt a family so you're like i want to help out but huh. gosh i don't have money to give you know I'm, i i i got my own family to take care of you can just be that guy that takes the girl to the daddy daughter dance that is there at graduation when dad can't be that is you know sort of standing in the gap um, for, for the missing service member. And it's one of the cooler things that they do, but seallegacy.org, I, I encourage people to check it out. It's a really amazing organization. Brian, do you have anything? No, that's the one that we, we both, oh, okay, uh, something cool. Jeff's very passionate about and something that I support as well. So that's the one that we focus on. You know, I really like that idea because not everybody has money to throw at a, at any organization that they really want to support. And even if it's just shout outs on social media, if it's following them, if it's getting someone else helping out, just like you said, the daddy daughter dances, stuff like that. I, that's such a great idea. It's cool, isn't it? And I've never, I haven't seen anyone else do it. I think they, there could be, I'm not saying no one else has thought of it, but it, the first time I ever saw it was a uh, seal legacy and it's, it's amazing. And plus they have some really cool events. They have two places in the country. Now they do this gold jacket salute to the seals. So you can go and have dinner and there's, 
going to be a Navy SEAL at your table and an NFL Hall of Famer at your table. Wow. And you've got these crazy auctions. You can go hunt pigs in Texas with a Navy SEAL. And <laughs> it's just really, it's really cool stuff. No one knows how to do a charity event quite like team guys. Let me just tell you, they know how to, they know how to do it. That's for sure. Well, I will definitely donate some swag and some books and stuff like that. So just give me a heads up. Oh, cool. Definitely. We'll do. Cool. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate you coming on. Well, gosh, we sure are excited to be here, Jason. I hope we can continue to work with you and help you in any way we can. But last thing, we'd like to just give a shout out. If people are interested in, in uh, catching up on the series, then go to our website. It's uh, Wilson, or Andrews-Wilson. It should be Wilson first. How would I say it? Andrews-Wilson.com <laughs> is our website. There's a newsletter there with a new series coming out and all these books coming out here. It's getting... Uh, harder to keep up with what we're going uh, and doing. So sign up for the newsletter and you can be in the know for all the new things. And the, you know, we do giveaways and, and offers and stuff. So we'd encourage you to follow us there, but um, man, we just can't thank you enough, Jason. So awesome. Yeah, to be on your show. I really appreciate it guys. And I'll have you on again uh, soon enough. Anytime. You know, and that's one thing I've, I've been kicking myself. I need to start making longer protectors podcasts because <laughs> I keep getting into good conversations. So we had a, we had a great time. Thanks so much for having us on and helping spread the word. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen.